Greetings, amazing Rwanda check-in listeners. It's your favorite host, Jade Natasha Iriza. I welcome you to the 22nd episode of our podcast. The commemoration of the 1994 genocide against the Tutsi goes on for a period of 100 days. We end it with a celebration of Liberation Day on July 4th. In this period especially, we make sure to learn and tend our ears to the genocide survivors who want to share their stories. It is often difficult for them and the courage and time it takes varies from one person to another. Dimitri Sisi Mukanyirigira, a genocide survivor, recently launched her book called Do Not Accept to Die. The book is based on a true story of her survivor of the genocide and how, according to her, she embraced life. Let's give it up to Dimitri, our beloved guest for this episode. You're welcome, Dimitri, on Rwanda Check-In. Thank you. Tell me, apart from being an author, what else do you do? I work normally for the World Bank. I'm also a vice president of GIG. Would you share with me a little bit about your story? My life story, as it is given in the book, is about a young girl, you know, in a family, childhood, stories, uh, life of my village. Um, I was born in Kiwagawaga and grew up there. And uh, the love I shared with my siblings, my parents, uh, all those memories of childhood in my village and outside, primary school, high school um, life and experiences as a young lady, adolescent, uh, in Kigali. Um, and then it shows how everything, every single dream, every single plan, became like uh, dead with the genocide against the Tutsi. And then during the genocide, how, you know, I tried to to picture how it was for people who were not there to know how I, how I went through it, uh, through all those sad stories, memories, uh, people who were killed around me uh, every time I was about to be killed and how it went. And then... Um, I share how, how I survived, how I met with RPF Motani, and how it was in Rwanda in general when the genocide sto- was stopped by RPF. Mm-hmm. And then how we, we all, as survivors, tried to, get, to come together and uh, rebuild our lives individually and uh, globally for the nation. Yeah, and all those struggles, finding a new job, going back to school, uh, building a new house, come together as um, survivors in each family, and then how we did to to preserve memories, to look for the bodies of our people killed, and then bury them with dignity and respect, and then how we tried to to go into associations of survivors and help each other to heal our wounds and, um, you know, take part, contribute in the Rwanda, in the new Rwanda's image. Um, and then as an as individual, how I went uh, through for, you know, restoring the rhythm of normal life going back to school, finding jobs, getting married, have children, try to raise them as a a normal, ordinary citizen. Mm -hmm. And then how how I try to keep hope and 
the whole story of the book is also a message of resilience and love and hope and joy that we as survivors and all others we have to to share and um, help others to keep because this life for us is life is a gift for everyone but for us we consider it as a second chance so we don't have time to waste mm-hmm. we don't have time to you know to complain but we need to be uh, resilient and strong to to carry on to continue living it's usually very hard for victims to open up when they have experienced or survived such traumatic events and it is understandable so What about you? What gave you the strength to share your story? The first thing was to be thankful that I survived. And then there was that kind of that that feeling of living uh, for me and for those people who are who are no longer there with us. Uh it gave it gave such a courage and motivation to think that you are here, you survived for for a reason and then you it's actually a privilege to to live again and then when i think of my brothers who would have been you know men or women sisters you know married mothers no one was married at that time so it gives courage like uh, i was every time thinking i'm doing it double i'm doing this for me i'm doing it also for them so it's a kind of uh, living for you and for them in the same time so that that was my first motivation and also um the wish of becoming someone who is living a purposeful life and a life that my parents or my siblings and all those innocent people killed would have wished me to live you know um there was always a wish of someone before being killed saying if you stay if you survive please be this please be good please be uh uh mugabo if i can call it so it, it's a wish of someone before being killed he or she said to you as a child or as a friend or as a, a sister or brother please if you survive don't be this and this so it's a uh, it's actually a message to all survivors you live uh, you live for you but also you live for your friends for your sister brothers or parents who were killed mm-hmm. that was my 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 motivation to carry on mm-hmm. and then uh, when you get married and you have children you also want to to to, to set standards and high standards and uh, be a role model to them uh transmit that that resilience and that courage uh tell them whatever happens don't give up live this life is actually the most precious uh, mm-hmm. gift you can have in this world so motivation was like i'm no longer living for my my life for me alone mm-hmm. there is also someone who would have wished to be to be there and who is not there your book is called do not accept to die and you often say embrace life according to you what is life according to me life is um, like i said a beautiful gift from god because i'm also a believer so i think we all need to set the reason for life so you have you have you have been given a life what are you doing with it 
So to not accept to die is, uh, is like a way of living, a way of uh, keeping the light of life. It is an individual commitment to not giving up and to carry on. So uh, as survivors, we need uh, that courage of not giving up, but then embracing life, meaning living, living it fully. I tend to think we have a lot to share, we have a lot to tell, and we don't have that time. So many of my fellow survivors have already died in this 28 years. Uh, so for us who are still there, what are we transmitting to the world? What are you giving? What are we giving you as young generation? What the message? Not only uh, a message of sadness or horrific experience we we have been. Uh, living, but also uh, if you have a life, live, live it, you know, don't do anything uh, at half, you know, like do it fully, engage, uh, live, love, you know, do everything life is offering. Most of the time, traumatic experiences leave us with no will to continue to live. What do you think us, the youth, could do to make life worth it for the survivors? Hope is the formula, actually. You, whatever you, you go through today, keep the hope that tomorrow will be better. So when you keep that hope, it gives you motivation to see, to see tomorrow. So when you see tomorrow and you, you, you know you are an actor in that tomorrow, you become more serious you become more um, purposeful for your life so you don't want a life of a second class so you you keep the hope for tomorrow and you know for sure that tomorrow is yours then you make it happen and you make it beautiful as youth i think we need uh, we need to see you happy we need to see you motivated but we also need to see you with a high level of discipline uh, set choices good ones because from us and from all what you see from all what you you read or you you would still read new books and you wish you will see um, you have to see other stories coming out you will you will just see that Rwanda is also uh, a resilient nation so keep take the accept to take the the the, the memory with you and it will help you to be resilient every time. So we, I think we inherit, all of us we inherit resilience from Rwanda, from our grandparents. So you as youth look back at us and take um, the good thing, uh, don't accept to, to die, mm -hmm. don't accept to make your life a second choice. Make always good choices and go for it. Set uh, standards, high ones, and enjoy your life with a high level of responsibility and commitment. I think that is the only way you will be, uh, you will get much level, high level of resilience to carry on and go ahead. Mm -hmm. Because our life, our country, our nation is in your hands. We want to see you strong. We want to see you committed. We want to see you hard workers with a high level of discipline. Well, now you embraced life, as you said. You are a mother and you're married. Do you have any more dreams? Um, I keep dreaming. 
even the book was dream and it came reality i'm so happy so um my my dream is actually to live uh, to continue living and see my my children and my or the younger generation becoming successful having a country which is peaceful and uh, stable for all of us to live in and um, my tangible coming dream is to go back to school i want to go for phd and i know i will do it uh, so at at a certain age your, your dreams become like narrow but this one is the most tangible one dimitri if you could ask one thing to randa and randans what would it be as a survivor the one thing i asked to wonder wonder as a country the wonder as you and i and all of us would be to to all work together for a peaceful community because uh, what i have seen i don't i don't want any anyone in Rwanda or elsewhere to see it again. So um, the genocide against the Tutsi was the most horrible experience of my life and for all others. So I think my wish would be for all of us to work together for a more unified and uh, peaceful community for, for us and for all our children to to live in forever. As we said earlier, it's not easy for survivors to come out and share their stories. What would be your message to your fellow survivors? This is uh, not an easy experience and process. Uh, it was even hard for me. I have tried since um, 20 years, <laughs> but um, when you do it, 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 it requires a lot of courage and motivation and determination. And um, my fellow survivors some are still struggling even to accept what happened some others are still living into high high level of fear uh, because what happened was too much actually for our brain to understand so um my wish is to to see all of them trying slowly and slowly small and small it will come out but also i will ask people around them to help like children you can go ask your mom tell me what happened and insist if she, if she cannot today she will she will try tomorrow uh, but also i think we need to have more of a private space where we can share uh, easily because sometimes because of the troubles and traumatic experience you have been through you tend to not trust people so uh, that is why you see few books around i know everyone many of them want it but it is not easy it it takes you back into emotions it really requires a lot of strength that people don't have uh, for the moment but will come if it took me 28 years and i knew I was like strong. I was considering myself as a strong one, but it took 28 years. So um, it can take any time. But my wish is to have all of them try. And uh, through our associations, we are trying also to to help them to go. We want to go uh, to them on grassroots levels and ask, you know, ask if, even if it is one page uh, from one individual can have a hundred pages from. 100 people so it is also a healing process it will be good for them to to try and put it out 
because at some point we also need to to liberate our minds and you know put it out for for people to know but also for us to to heal so it is not an easy process but I'd ask them to, to always try but also ask others who can including myself to go to them and try to to help thank you very much dimitri We recommend people like Dimitri who accept to be vulnerable and share their stories. We understand that it may not be easy, but we, especially young people, learn from you and we are here to listen to you whenever you are ready. I hope this was as good for my faithful Rwanda Check-in listeners. Thanks to Dimitri for making time to feature on our Rwanda Check-in podcast. Appreciation also goes to my listeners. Thank you all for staying with me till the end. I would greatly appreciate it if you could also provide some feedback on our Twitter account at the New Times Rwanda or via our Facebook page. And please follow, share and reach us on Instagram as well. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. All right, guys. Let's meet in our next episode of Rwanda Check-in Podcast. Take care.